This is Beckett Millhaven. Just saying, I am Tom Becker. And I'm McGraw Millhaven getting ready to say bon voyage to Tom Becker, who's leaving for a week and a half to go drinking halfway around the world. Now, now that's not entirely true. That's not entirely true. Yes, I, am. I am going to Scotland, and we are going to visit distilleries. Yes, that's true. But I'm also going to Liverpool. I'm going to spend some time there checking out my buddies, the Beatles. You, you see, know? you're going to drink in Liverpool and then drink in Scotland. The 10-year-old Tom is going to Liverpool to see the Beatles, and then 60-year-old Tom is going to Scotland to have a little single-one scotch. You know, the uh, the Beatles aren't in uh, Liverpool anymore. I'm aware, but they got statues, so that's close Oh, enough. okay, so you're going to see the statues. I'm going to see the statues, yeah. Go see where they used to be. Yeah. So you're going you're gonna to walk into a pub, and someone's going to say, they, they used to be here in 1971. And you'll be like, that's fantastic. Well, no, actually, in 71, they already broke up, but you don't know this history because you're, you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, well, it's okay. So, I mean, you're going to go and you're going to walk down Abbey Road? Abbey Road is in London. Don't you know anything? No, I don't know anything. What's the what's the cover where they're walking across the street like half naked? That's Abbey Road. That's in London. That's in London. Why don't you go there? Because I'm closer to Liverpool when I'm in Scotland. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And quite honestly, quite honestly... You know what? I don't need to walk across a crosswalk. I can do this in Omaha. Well, okay. Well, then why do you need to go see Strawberry Fields forever? I just need to see it for a day. Yeah. So, what's your favorite Beatles song? I don't have any, you know I don't have favorites to anything. Do you have favorites? I, I don't have favorites. Anything. I, I have things I like more than others. But when, if anybody asks me what my favorite, whether it be my favorite band, my favorite song, my favorite movie, my favorite color, anything like that, you know, I, it'll change. And next, you know, in the next. 10 minutes. I, yeah, I have things I like not, better than others, but no, I don't have any favorites. Yeah, but you're not going to see, uh, you know, Culture Club's band. You're going to see the Beatles band. So obviously the Beatles have to be one of your favorite bands. Yes, they are one of my favorite bands. Yes, yes. I mean, for, you grew up in that era. That's that's what, I mean, there would have been no Culture Club or any of these other bands if it had not been for the Beatles and the roads that they that they uh, uh, passed, the paths that they traveled. So, um yeah. So anyway, so I don't have a favorite song. I mean, there would be no Boy George if um, if the Beatles didn't exist. Well, I mean, who knows what the? I mean, that's a that's a big hypothetical. What if, you know? But if, if the Beatles didn't exist, there are a lot of musicians that became very popular that said they got into music because they saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Oh. All right. So so whether it be you know I mean. Ozzy Osbourne has talked about how the impact that the, the Beatles had on him. Okay, Ozzy Osbourne could not be any different. Than Paul McCartney, but there would have been no Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath had it not been for the Beatles. And 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 we've even been paying attention to the music scene in England, if not for the Beatles. You know, we'd still be dealing with Andy Williams wannabes. Hey, don't be bad mouthing Andy Williams. What? Uh, but but you don't have a favorite Beatles album or a favorite Beatles era. What mood am I in? What mood am I in? I'm listening to the Beatles channel on on, on Sirius. And, you know, I mean, I'm hearing some of the early stuff, which I love. And then you hear, uh, I mean, uh, the, then I hear, you know, Penny Lane. You know, that, that'll that be cool. You know, I'm, look, that's always a catchy song in your head. Did, did, you know? you like, did you like Wings? Some of their stuff, yeah. Did you like, yeah. um, what about um, John Lennon's, like, solo career? Did I like some it? of their stuff, too, yeah. And I didn't like every Beatles song, either. I mean, there's some stuff the Beatles put out that, quite honestly, I think it's crap. I, I here's here's gonna sound something really weird. Uh, oh, like this whole conversation hasn't been that to begin with. I actually like listening to George Harrison's Harry Krishna album. It's kind of it's kind of a good tunes. 
What? 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 <laughs> George Harrison didn't have an album that was called the Harry Krishna album. So what well, album are you really talking about? What songs are you talking about? I don't know, but there's some album out there that George Harrison did that sounded like he was a Harry Krishna. Are you are you thinking My Sweet Lord? Yeah, that one. Yeah. That's from the All Things Must Pass album. Okay. Well, that sounds like Harry Krishna. Well, they do mention Harry Krishna in the song, yes. See? Why do I even bother? Why do I even bother? I should have just I should have just made up a song, said it was my favorite Beatles song, and then just stopped the conversation right there. What about uh, uh, Bob Dylan? Do you like Bob Dylan? You know what? I like uh, Blood on the Tracks, I think, is a great album. I love Blood on the Tracks. I like some of his other stuff, too. But I've seen Bob Dylan twice in concert, and both times, a big disappointment. Matter of fact, the second time, I just walked out. Because he goes in concert, and he doesn't do any of the songs the way that he recorded them. So you're listening to a, you're listening to a song, and three-quarters of the way in, you recognize one word that makes you think, oh, my God, this is Rainy Day Women. You know? I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's, you know, oh, yeah, this is Tangled Up in Blue. Jeez, it sounds like, but it's Tangled Up in oh, I'm sorry, I can't say that uh, any, can I? You have to edit that out. Great. Real good. Um, I don't, you know, I like Bob Dylan. Um, I like Bob Dylan, the old, the, the old stuff or the albums. I, I listen. I don't, to be honest with you, I really kind of don't understand why people go to concerts. <laughs> oh, for a communal experience to enjoy the music? Well, but you have it on your phone. So why do you have to go pay $100 to park and everything else and then to go sit there and wait for some other band to play and then for him to play a song and then complain that he didn't play it the way you wanted to hear it? Okay. So why have you spent so much money over the years to go see Billy Joel? Good point. You've uh, you. It is the exception that proves the rule. But Billy Joel plays the songs as you know them. I've been to a couple concerts. I've been to Billy Joel. I've been to Bruce Springsteen, um, except he played like Born in the USA one weird way. That didn't make any sense to me. Um, but outside of those, I really have no desire to go see people in concert. So what do you do for your entertainment? I listen to this podcast. <laughs> I listen to George Harrison sing Harry Christmas songs. I told you that already. <laughs> okay, so here's what I'm dealing with today. So I'm getting ready to go on the trip, right? Getting ready to go on my trip. And yesterday I get in my car, and all of a sudden it's making a noise. And I, I can't tell. I can't tell if that noise is... A um, uh, if somebody stole my uh, catalytic converter, or if my muffler went bad, so my car's in the shop right now, and I'm waiting to find out just what the problem is. But it, it, I'm hoping it's not my catalytic converter because that'll be you know a fortune. I I think you would have known if your catalytic converter was stolen. I don't know how you would have known that, but I think you would have known that, wouldn't you? Well, from the research I've done, from the research I've done, which evidently is a lot more than you have done, what it is, you end up with is making the same sort of noise as if you don't have a muffler. 
Yeah, but wouldn't wouldn't like your muffler be like dangling along this the the bottom of the car or something? Well, my the muffler, if I I, I wiggled the tailpipe and it was loose. So, which by the way, which by the way, sounds like I gotta bleep that also. Yeah. <laughs> wiggling your tailpipe. This is a family radio station. All right, please. Don't be wiggling your tailpipe around here. Why do I even bother talking to you? Gee whiz, I wish I did. So wait a minute. So you brought it in. They couldn't tell you right away if someone stole your camera. Well, I, I'm in. I'm in line. I'm uh, in line. You, you know, you're in the queue. Not... You're going to Scotland. You're in the queue. I'm in the queue. You're yeah. right. I'm in the queue. I'm yes. in. I'm in the queue for uh, for it. And uh, and I told Catalytic, him. I said, Look, I'm, I'm really. Catalytic honest. converters are expensive. I know that. I'm aware. Yeah. I'm yeah, aware. I believe that's the whole point. I just, by the way, a new muffler ain't cheap either. Where were you uh, that your catalytic um, converter might have been stolen? It would have been right in front of my house. Oh, really? Parked on the street. But I don't have a high-profile vehicle, so I mean, if they did it, they really had it. They really had a like you know make an effort. Well, they just take a sawzall. It takes two two little clips, and you're off and running. That's what I guess. Yeah. Why? Why? I, why, why do they make it so easy for them to uh, steal? I actually came up with an idea that was a million dollar ideal. They should make a club for a catalytic converter. <laughs> You're showing your age when you mention the club. <laughs> I think it'd be a great idea, right? So somehow they should make it so that catalytic converters aren't so easily stolen. Well, that, that sounds like a good idea. I'm not so sure the club is the way to go. Well, but no joking aside, that's why there are so many carjackings going on in America and specifically here in St. Louis is because the manufacturers has made it hard now to steal cars. Right. They used to make it easier to steal cars and now they've made it harder. And so you can't steal a car that's that's parked outside someone's house. So you have to wait till they're driving in it to then steal it. Well, that's often the case that uh, you solve one problem and it creates uh, another problem or maybe even a bigger problem sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, good luck with that. I, but you'll be in Scotland, so they can fix it while you're in Scotland, though. Yeah, I hope so. And then, yeah. Does, does it sound like you're like drag racing down Dodge? Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. Hmm. It's a, it's a it's a kind of a sound that a 16 year old Tom would have liked to have to make it sound like he was driving a hot car instead of a Subaru Legacy. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. You drive a Lesbaru? I drive a what? A Lesbaru? You want to get us canceled? Uh, a lesbian told me that, by the way. That doesn't make it any better. Yes, it does. That's like a Jewish person telling a Jewish joke. No, no. But yeah, but, then, but you can't tell the Jewish jokes. Oh, I can just laugh at, at the lesbian joke? It's well known that lesbians usually tend to like Subarus and that they're a large portion of lesbians drive Subarus. Where is your statistical, where's your statistical information on that? I, I don't recall that in any of the literature I was looking at when I was buying my Subaru, where, where it said, oh, by the way, if you're a lesbian, you'll really like this car. And that, that was never said. Well, because that's because the guy won the guy. The guy wanted to. Um, the guy wanted to sell you a car. <laughs> By the way, okay. I I do I I identify as a lesbian trapped in a man's body. There, there. Okay. Now, on, now I've now, said something to get us canceled. Doing a doing a quick Google search, I typed in lesbian and Subaru. 
And the first thing that came up in June of 2016 from the Atlantic, the liberal uh, magazine known as The Atlantic, how Subarus became to be seen as a cars for lesbians. So there you go. And yeah. what 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 is their uh, hypothesis there? Um, it says for lesbians and over the hill talk show hosts. <laughs> hey, uh, what am I laughing? At? That's not funny. It's a long it's a long article explaining well how Subaru became the car for lesbians. I'll tell you what, man, these things work great in snow. I'll tell you what, you know that bad bad roads, man, the thing works great. I love it. Uh, yeah, but you, you, apparently you can steal the catalytic um, converter pretty easily. Well, I don't know. I, maybe it just the muffler went bad. I don't know. Mufflers don't go bad in 2023. When, when was the last time somebody had a muffler problem? Well, that's sort of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe yeah. maybe just the pipe came dislodged or something. I don't know. Sitting there outside your house, some squirrel went up there and sort of dislodged the muffler. And I think I'm someone... waiting on a phone call. I'm waiting at a phone call from the uh, garage to you tell me. You seem very hostile today for some reason. Huh? You seem very hostile today. Because I'm dealing with you. I'm dealing with you. I'm not sure if I checked in my 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 flight. I was checking in my flight. I'm not sure if I did that properly because that's all done online now. Why don't you go to chat GTP and ask them if you signed in? Why don't we take a commercial break and get our grip together and try something else here? See if... See if you won't tick me off quite so much. It's time for a quick break. More in a moment here. This is Becky and Milhaven just saying on the Big 550 KTRS. Also available wherever you get your podcast. Uh, so subscribe, like, listen every Thursday with a new podcast here with Becky and Milhaven just saying on the Big 550 KTRS. I Bye, told you when you... That doesn't register. When you clap, it doesn't register. I know. Well, clap on your end so that the guy putting it together knows where the clap is. But it doesn't. It doesn't register there. You do you hear the clap? Yeah, but you're recording it, so you should hear the clap. I'm no. I'm hearing it through my ears. I'm not hearing anyway. Three, two, one. Those of you that are listening on the radio um, didn't hear that McGraw was just frustrating me even more during that break. Uh, the podcast people heard just him. Yeah, anyway, it's just, I... Well, I you were on the side of the bed this morning. I can hardly I can hardly wait to get away from you. <laughs> Where are you going in Scotland besides uh, Strawberry Fields? Well, stop, that's in Liverpool. That's in England. You geography major, you. <coughs> oh, that's professional. Thank you. Um, I'm moving to Edinburgh, and then we're going to the Islay region. Um, and I'll spend a few days in the outer region, then we'll be in the space side region. So, yeah. And what you're you're going with a couple of buddies? Yeah, yeah. This is like you know, wine drinkers going to wine country. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's a Scotch drinkers are going to Scotch country. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, and when are you coming back? Oh, about ten days or so, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What well, do we want to like? By the way, I I, I do have house sitters. I do have house sitters and security. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you're giving away. Oh, you're not going to be anywhere. You're not going to be in town. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. They just stole your catalytic converter while you were there. What's the point of having a house sitter? I mean, I don't know if they stole the catalytic converter. They stole okay. the catalytic converter. I mean, you don't know that. 
You don't well, know. That could be a, 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 another problem. I, I mean, really, when was the last time somebody had a muffler problem? With, with a you're a new car too. It's a relatively new car, right? Only six years, years old. Yeah. Well, you don't really have muffler problems anymore. Yeah, you have a muffler problem with a thirty year old car, not with a six year old car. I would like to put a muffler on you. Oh my goodness. Uh, do you see? Uh, see Donald Trump at CPAC? I saw the empty seats. So here's 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 my question about all this. They had a straw poll, right? Yeah. And and he won. He won the straw poll with 63% of the vote. Now, doesn't that seem awfully low for a Trump convention? Uh yeah. I, I don't think I don't think this weekend was good for uh, Donald Trump. No. I, I I want I think I think that just perhaps, maybe just perhaps, Republicans are starting to wise up. Uh, you know, and, and some of the uh, Republicans are starting to wise up. But the problem is, will the uh, wised up Republicans be able to get elected if they uh, don't have the uh, Donald Trump Republicans on their side? Well, I, you know, it's interesting because this has been a war within the Republican Party for six years now. And yeah. I know I know everyone likes to blame the Democrats. But really, the Democrats have had no say in the matter. I mean, Democrats don't like Donald Trump. That's not news. But the fact that Paul Ryan has never really liked him and, and put up with him or other Republicans, the Bill Crystals of the world said, I'm not I'm not going down this this rabbit hole. So there are more and more Republicans joining the never Trumpers, if you will, who were always there. Yeah, like uh, well, like Chris Christie, Chris Christie, you know, was uh, you know on Trump's side and now he's not, you know, well, I, I, I don't even oh, hold on a second. I don't even think Chris Christie was. It was what he was saying publicly versus what he was saying privately. Yeah. Because we all know, or uh, Tom, you and I have talked before, there are Republicans who are in the public eye who would say one thing publicly and then say something else privately. Like you know, Fox News. Like Fox News. Yeah, yeah. You know, and here's the thing. You know, we, we talk about Republicans and Democrats. Why don't we just talk about Americans? And hey, here's an idea that somebody has, and I think it's a good one. Here's another idea somebody has, I think it's a bad one. Hey, that's okay. They're both, you know, from the same party. You don't have to just go along because somebody has an R or a D after their name. Go with the ideas and then what's best for all Americans instead of just, you know, falling in line for your party. I I don't want America to become the Sunnis and the Shias, uh, Shiites. I don't want I don't want us to become Northern Ireland with the Catholics and the Protestants. You know, this is the, the idea here that you know we're looking at each other always from a, a Republican or Democratic uh, prism. I think it's just wrong. Well, first of all, uh, I don't know what world you're living in because we're there already. And second of all, there hasn't been any Northern Ireland, Ireland fighting going on in the last 20 years. So you really should learn a little bit about the the place. Wait, you're wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A guy that earlier today just used a club reference is giving me grief for using a Northern Ireland reference. Well, Northern Ireland, there are no more. There are no more problems with Northern Ireland. And, and nobody Ireland. uses the club anymore to stop their car from being stolen. What are you talking about? It's all the, it's all over the place. When was the last time you saw a club on a car? Yesterday. You're lying. No. It, the, the cars in St. Louis are being stolen like people are eating green beans. I don't know if that makes any sense, but there are a lot of cars being stolen oh, in oh, St. We Louis. We all know it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> There's a lot of cars that are being stolen in St. St. Louis. Matter of fact, one of the guys who works for us carries uh, uses the club. 
Mark Kelly, one of our salespeople. Yeah, well, well, we don't even have that big of a problem here in Omaha because I don't see any clubs uh, being used here. Well, maybe you need a, a club for your catalytic converter. But back to back to to Trump. I I I, I he's I I think there the the war within the a Republican Party is reaching its zenith because I think they're starting to realize that you can't win with Donald Trump, but you can't win without Donald Trump. And this is why DeSantis won't go after him. This is why Mike Pompeo won't use his name. This is why Mike Pence, you know, has been sort of coy, even though, you know, we all know the uh, the history. They don't want to upset the Trump supporters, but they're going to have to go after Donald Trump at some point. So they're sort of in this in this no man's land. They can't win with them and they can't win without him. Well, they, they are sort of, uh, you know, uh, in a tough spot there. I thought about this the other day. You've been in the media for a long time. All right. If there's a story and the first sentence in the story is a Florida man, you know it's going to be a weird story, right? That is correct. Okay. All right. All right. You realize the top two Republican contenders for president are both Florida men. Yeah. And if you take, and if you take a look at some of the stuff that Sanders is trying to do, did you see in Florida... A state senator wants people that are going to blog about DeSantis or any of the high-ranking uh, Republican government officials that you have to register with the state before you can blog about DeSantis? Yeah, I know. It's weird. You don't have to register with the state to carry a gun, but you should register with the state to write a blog. Yeah, these Republicans, these Republicans that are all worried about the children uh, seeing some guy in drag reading them a Dr. Seuss book. But boy, won't do anything about somebody with a gun going into a school and just blowing away some kids. It's a weird, it's a, it's a weird place. Now, DeSantis is all about parental rights, right? This is his big thing, parental rights, which is a winning issue until, of course, you have a parent who wants to take their kid to go see a doctor about being transgender. And then the parent doesn't have that right anymore. Let's say a parent has a right, let's say a 16-year-old girl is pregnant and the father or the mother, the parents, want to take the girl across state lines to get an abortion. Then the parental rights don't really exist. I mean, when you talk about parental rights or religious rights, you can't just stick up for the one religion you believe in. Well, I, I thoroughly agree with you, but are you, are you implying that there's hypocrisy in politics? Say it ain't so. Uh, did you know, and I didn't know this, did you know that in the Jewish community, in the Jewish faith, one of the tenets of the Jewish faith, and um, forgive me if I'm not using the uh, correct terminology here, but one of the tenets of the, of the Jewish faith is that life begins at birth, not at conception. Yeah. And so if you believe in religious freedom, a Jewish person having an abortion to the Jewish person is not the same as a Christian having an abortion. And I'm surprised. So, that, I'm surprised that argument isn't used more uh, out there. You know, from the pro uh, the pro choice people. Yeah, I, I just find that fascinating. The people talk about you know religious freedoms, but you only are for the religious freedoms of your religion, not of other people's religion. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. No. I know. No. I, look. I mean that that's that's part of all this, which is so uh, interesting. But also so scary is how people sometimes just blindly go through this stuff without uh, thinking about it. You know, we, we've got an issue here where we're getting voter ID. 
you know, a solution to a non-existent problem. We're getting voter ID here in Nebraska. And I've been saying, we don't need voter ID. What we need is voter IQ. We need voters. We need voters to know what's going on and be smart about what's happening here and not just blindly go along on emotion and, uh, you know, party affiliation. What is your, what is your voter ID? What's the, um, what's the, uh, what's, what's, what's the law going to be? Well, that's just it. We don't know. They voted for voter ID and the unicameral has got to figure it out. And oh, oh, oh the, you know, okay. People that aren't from Omaha or don't know about Nebraska's uh, politics. Every other state has a bicameral. They have a house and a Senate in Nebraska. We just have a Senate. We have a unicameral. And so the rules are all different here than they are for a lot of other, uh, a lot of other states or in the federal government. So the voters pass voter ID without saying what that entails. So now they're trying to decide in committee what, you know, what that means. But because of the emotion that's been in some of the, like the transgender issues and the drag queen issues and the gun issues, because of the emotion in that, you've got a state senator who can tie things up with filibustering. They don't have enough, the Republicans don't have enough uh, state senators in our nonpartisan unicameral don't have enough state senators to break a filibuster. So you've got this one state senator, McKenna Kavanaugh, who is just disrupting everything. So like nothing's getting done right now in the state. And they're not focusing on important issues like taxes or the like. No, they're focusing on, you know, drag queen story time. I mean, it's <laughs> the weirdest, it's the weirdest thing right now. I know. When did when did drag queens become the the, the boogeyman? Well, that's just, and here's the other thing about this, okay? And this is what these conservatives don't get. You know how many albums the far right helped Marilyn Manson sell, right? The, the fear tactics that they put in with Marilyn Manson. Do you know how many albums they helped sell? By bringing Actually, in also Tipper Gore helped sell, too. Don't, Tipper don't Gore did Tipper the same Gore. thing. Tipper Gore did the same thing. Or, uh, I mean, the, the, the classic example is Married with Children. Married with Children was about to be canceled because nobody's really watching it until this housewife up in Michigan started raising holy hell about it. And all of a sudden, people had to see, well, wait a minute, what's this all about? And so they go check it out. And the next thing you know, Married with Children is a hit and running in syndication to this day. So when I was a kid, this shows you how far we've gone. When I was a kid, do you remember the uh, TV show Rhoda? The yeah. TV show Rhoda? You remember the uh, she was got married, right? She got married and moved back to New York. She was living in Minneapolis with uh, Mary Tyler Moore. She moved back to New York and got married. There was a episode where she was getting divorced from I think the guy's name was Joe. Uh-huh. And when that TV show came on, it was like on like Time magazine or something, you know, Rhoda's getting divorced. They sent me out of the room. I was not allowed to watch the sitcom Rhoda the episode where she was getting divorced because that's just unacceptable. And we just don't want you to see this type of smut. Imagine that. Ima imagine living in a world where your parents send you out of the room on a television show where the character is getting divorced. Well, yeah, because my parents wouldn't let me watch love American style, which, <laughs> which made me, which made me want to watch it all the more, you know, and it's like, Oh, hey, that's what love, love, Ameri love American style. Which was the worst show in the world. Um, 
That's not, so happy. Not, not, if you're a happy not, a, not if you're a prepubescent boy trying to figure out what sex was all about. It was a great show. That's how um, that's how Happy Days got started. Oh, really? Happy Days was a pilot that they never aired. They didn't want it. They didn't like it. And so they needed like a 10 minute window in love American style. And some TV exec said, oh, d- don't we have a failed pilot of that, of that never aired? Let's put it on. And they put on Happy Days without Fonzie. And it was with uh, Anson Williams and Richie Cunningham. And they did some little skit or something. And somebody liked it. And they were like, wait a minute, let's add uh, Fonzie and turn it into a TV show. And boom. Actually, 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 what happened was they put it on the it was they put it on Love American Style. And then the movie. um, What was the um, George Lucas movie? Um, (laughs) Can you be more specific? Oh, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about American Graffiti. Um, American American Graffiti. Graffiti, yeah. So then they make American Graffiti and all of a sudden 50s are in and somebody at ABC said, oh, don't we have a a don't we have a pilot about a 50s? And they said, yeah, it just aired on Love American Style. They said, turn it into a TV show and put it on TV. And that's how Happy Days got started. And it started off where Richie had an older brother who just sort of like went away and never heard from him again. Yeah, Chuck. He just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, went, went away, joined the circus, and uh, actually, you know what happened? What happened was that Chuck, the older brother, uh, became a drag queen and was telling uh, stories to young kids, and the parents disowned him, and that's why you never heard from uh, actually, him. Actually, I just learned this, too. There was, Fonzie got married at the end of the series. Like, towards the end of the series, Fonzie, Fonzie became a teacher and got married. That actress, in one of the earlier episodes, was dating Richie. She came back. <laughs> in a different name, married the Fonz, and now apparently is married to Patrick Duffy from Dallas. And you know, I don't care enough to do a Google search to see if what you just told me is true or not. I read page six. I know what's going on. We have to break. Uh, we probably ought to. Yeah, we're probably a little, yeah, we are a little bit late here. So we'll have a short segment to wrap this up. Uh, this is Beck and Milhaven just saying on the Big 550 KTRS. We are back for our final segment today. So uh, are you just going to blow off the uh, podcast next week while I'm gone, or are you going to? Uh... Tom, I can't do this without you. It's It would be too. No, you're just too lazy. It would you're be just... too sad. I, I, I mean, I, I, it, it would be like um, the captain without Tennille. <laughs> Wait a minute. I want to be the captain. Well, you drive a, you drive a Subaru, so you'd be Tennille. I didn't know what the real story was uh, with their divorce. You know, they were married all they were married all that time. They had all those hit records together, and then Daryl got sick, and then uh, Tony uh, filed for divorce. I don't know. You know, here's what I want to know. I want to know about Kellyanne Conway and George oh. Conway's divorce. That of all the marriages in the history of mankind has got to be the weirdest. Oh yeah, I want to know how they stayed married so long. Why didn't they get divorced like five years ago? Why Why did it take six years after Trump got elected for them to get divorced? I actually heard a theory that made sense, actually. Um, let me bounce this off you real quick. So, you know, uh, you know, so George Conway, you know, had the Lincoln Project and all this was very well, much. Hold on. Before that, George Conway was the lawyers, was in the lawyers. 
that got Paula Jones' lawsuit going. Yeah. So he is a conservative's conservative. He's the reason he almost brought down Bill Clinton. So, I mean, he has conservative bona fides like nobody else. Well, that's just it. Okay, so the Lincoln Project comes out criticizing Trump, going after Trump. Well, guess what? Okay, the Lincoln Project is now collecting all this money. So it, 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 was, a, it was a money uh, game. So the Lincoln Project collects all this money. They put out a few videos. People are still donating. Salaries are getting paid. Uh, that yeah, it was, it was that that may have been a bit of a scam. Now I don't know. That's what the theory was. I'm not saying that it is. In case any of these high-powered Washington D.C. lawyers are listening, I'm not saying that's what it was. But I did give money to the Lincoln Project, and I I supported the Lincoln Project. You know. Um. But yeah, how how did that marriage, how did that marriage survive? And of course, the kid and the kid got involved on Twitter and wanted to be emancipated. And uh, it was yeah. But I mean, look the the James Carville Mary Matlin. Um, marriage that's strange, right? She ran George W. Bush's campaign, George Herbert Walker Bush's campaign, he ran Bill Clinton's campaign, and they end up getting married together. Okay, that's weird, but that's they're not, still- no, that's not all that weird because they're both in the same business, they're both in the same line of work, and they both are somewhat, you know, decent people, I think, you know, with different points of view. I mean, a lot of husbands and wives have different political views. Our, our governor here, uh, our former governor here, Pete Ricketts. Of the uh, of the uh, TD Ameritrade Ricketts family, right? The Chicago Cubs owning Ricketts family, uh, staunch Republican. He's now a senator in uh, in D.C. Uh, his wife's a Democrat. His wife has actually gone and supported candidates that Pete Ricketts was not supporting. <laughs> okay, that's that's fine. But you have somebody who runs the Clinton campaign, and then somebody runs the George Herbert W. Bush campaign. That's a little weird, but I get it. They they survived and thrived and had a nice family and raised beautiful kids and everything else. This one, though, if you this one, I mean, it was unbelievable how he went after her boss and they stayed together all these years. That's just the strangest. Well, not only that, but I mean, but think about what some of the stuff she was saying. You know, alternative facts and all that stuff and all that. Some of the some of the BS she was putting out there. How would you like to be married to somebody like that? Oh, my God. That, that would, uh. Well, you bring up a great point. Uh, I have a friend who is a staunch conservative. And uh, he is his daughter is uh, a freshman or sophomore in high school. And he's apoplectic because she's a big, giant liberal. <laughs> And I'm sure that that happens all the time, right? Yeah. Where you've got, you know, people they they won't watch the same news or the same, right? But but you have children and relatives and husbands and wives who think politically different than you. You have to figure out a way to get along. Let's wrap up on this here because my dad had a saying. He said he did not want to live in a world filled with blue suits, and by that he meant he didn't want to live in a world where everybody just thought alike, acted alike, you know, behaved the same way. You don't want to have a, a nation full of Stepford wives, right? I mean, you want to have people here where you can listen to different ideas and still like somebody, still still say, oh, this person and I don't get along on four or five, six different things, but, hey, they're a good guy, and we just disagree. And we need to be at that point, and, 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 and I know a lot of people are at that point, and we need to be at that point where we can be – where we can disagree without being disagreeable. And we need to promote that sort of an attitude. When you said earlier that that ship has sailed, I don't think you have to say that it sailed. I think that you can go out there and actually work to try to, you know, make that a reality. And that's what I try to do. I try to say, look, okay, 
you and I might disagree about something. I don't think you're a bad person. It's different with you. I disagree with you, and I think you are a bad person. But everybody else, everybody else. <laughs> Tom, oddly enough, I disagree with you. Are you going to bring me back something from Strawberry Fields? Uh, maybe. I want some. I want something from the gift shop. Just go online and buy it. You, you know, that's just it. I mean, you know, these souvenirs anymore. You know, you just buy them on the on, online. Well, they're all made in China, so you're yeah. gonna go to you're gonna go to Liverpool to buy something in China. I don't know. I'll, I'll find I'll find something that you can't get online and bring it back. Hey, Tom, have a good trip. I thank you, my friend. I will talk to you later. And uh, like I said, if uh, you're listening on on the air on KTRS. Uh, you can also check out uh, this podcast, past podcasts, and the like, wherever you get your podcast: Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, all that stuff. Back at Millhaven, just saying, and I'm just saying, we'll catch you later. Bye-bye. A Huda Media Production.